0: Welcome to Strong Meat for Strong Believers, I'm Pastor Doug Johnson. I want to invite you to join me as we look at the issues facing us today and what God's Word says about them. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14 says, Milk is for babies, but strong meat is for grown-ups who can discern the difference between good and evil. At the end of the broadcast, I'll tell you how you can get a copy of this message for yourself. And now, grab your Bible and get ready for another helping of Strong Meat for Strong Believers. We see here that Daniel was the top president in Babylon under only the king himself. So you might could say that Daniel had done pretty well for himself. But to get the full story of how that came about, we need to go back to the beginning. And just like when you're watching a good movie, they always have a flashback to show you some of the backstory to help you understand where they are now. Here's a a biblical flashback for you, all right? Give me a few minutes, and we're going to flash back together to Daniel chapter 1. Now, in the third year of King Jehoiakim's reign over Judah, God allowed Babylon to attack Jerusalem, and King Nebuchadnezzar took Jehoiakim as his slave. And When he did that, there were many Jews that were taken as slaves during this attack, and among them were four young men named Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Anybody ever heard of those four men? Oh, yeah. They're famous in the Bible. Well, they were taken slaves along with all these other Jews, and in the midst of this war... We see here with these four young men, God had a plan of deliverance for his people that would come to pass in the future. I want to tell you this morning, no matter what you're facing or what's coming against you, God has a plan in place now to deliver you if you'll just follow his plan. He's got things in place and people in place you don't even know about yet. Hallelujah. Now, in chapter 1, these four young men... Purposed not to eat the king's meat that had been offered to idols Nor drink his wine and thus defile themselves And so they decided to eat vegetables and drink water for 10 days Now, I don't know about you, but my experience is Those 10 day diets don't work Amen I mean, we're about 12 days in this new year And maybe some of you made a new year's resolution to lose weight I hope you're still sticking with it I hope it's working for you But these four young men, they decided we are going to honor the Lord with our diet. And so they decided to do that and not eat the king's meat that had been offered to idols. Now the price of going against the king was very high. But Daniel resolved not to leave his faith back home, even though he found himself as a slave in enemy territory, eating stuff or being, meat being offered to him that had been offered to idols. And yet he said, I'm going to stand for God, even though I'm a slave and I'm in enemy territory, I'm still going to stand for God and God honored those four young men. In fact, after 10 days, the Bible tells us that they were stronger and healthier than everybody else. They stood by their convictions and God stood for them. In fact, the Bible says in Daniel chapter 1, verses 17 and verse 20 For these four men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding, the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all of his realm. My friend, I want to tell you this morning, you may have a hard time fitting in right now where you're at, but it's just because you haven't found your destiny yet, and if you will honor the Lord where you are, he will honor you and exalt you, and he will usher you into your destiny. And so when they put God first, God gave them greater intelligence and even favor With the people around them. And Daniel was given a supernatural ability to understand dreams and visions. My friend, when you start fasting and praying and putting God first, like we've been doing this past week, God will begin to show you things that other people don't know about. He'll begin to give you even unlock supernatural abilities in you that you don't even know are there. And for three years... Those four young men continued to honor God with their diet. So it wasn't just the 10-day thing. The 10 days was just a test to see if it was going to work. And And God proved himself true. But then they stuck with it for three years. You see, they made up their minds early on they weren't going to have anything to do with idols. I want to tell you something. Sometimes God will test you with little things first before the really big test comes along. And that's what this was. It was a small test of their faith, but they kept their faith in God. But see, this is also why New Year's resolutions rarely work. The reason why is because they're really not resolutions. They're more like hopes or goals or good intentions. Many times there's no resolve in those resolutions. There's no determination. But I want to tell you this morning, as God's people, we need to show the devil that we are more determined to live for God than he is to stop us. We need to show the the, the devil we've got some resolve about us and some convictions. You see, we need to have a little bit more conviction about us. That's what the title of this message is today, a little bit more conviction. And what conviction means, I'm not talking about convicting a criminal in a court of law, but conviction, the word conviction means to be convinced that something is right no matter what the consequences are. That's conviction. And when you get convinced about something, you will stand for it no matter what anybody says, no matter what the circumstances are, you are living with conviction because you believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You are convinced that living for God is the right thing. And these four young men had conviction. And I believe we need to find more conviction today. Amen? Now, in chapters 2 and 3 of Daniel... We're continuing the flashback, so stay with me. In chapters 2 and 3, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, dreams about a huge statue. And Daniel, who now has this supernatural ability given him by God, interprets the dream. And the king, instead of taking the message from the Lord, from the dream that God intended, he actually decides to build this statue, and he commands everybody in the kingdom to worship it. And if they don't, they'll be thrown into a fiery furnace and burned alive. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow to that idol because they had been honoring God with their diet. They'd been keeping their faith in God, and they were now had been and been promoted to a position of honor as well. And so they refused to bow, and they were thrown into the fiery furnace. And you know the story. Jesus Himself shows up in the middle of that fiery furnace and delivers them. And there's not even the smell of smoke on their clothes or their hair, my friend. When God delivers you everybody around you will see it and it'll be evident hallelujah so I want to ask you this morning are you willing to stand for God if it costs you some friends are you willing to stand for God if it costs you your reputation are you willing to stand for God if it costs you your life that's what living with conviction means You know, we have in this world today radical Muslims who are willing to blow themselves up in the name of a false god. this This is what the world sees. And then yet we see some Christians who say they believe in the true God, but yet they can't find their way to church on Sunday night. This is what the world sees. Now, I'm not talking about the infirm and the lame who can't make it. I'm talking about what the world sees. The world sees people doing more for the devil than the Christians who say they serve the Lord, what they're doing for Jesus. We need a little more conviction about us. In chapter 4, King Nebuchadnezzar begins to walk around his palace one day and begins to boast and brag about how great his kingdom is and the things that he did. Well, God heard what he said, and God caused him to lose his mind. He went crazy. The Bible says he was driven out of the palace. He lived with the beasts outside. He began to eat grass like an ox. His hair grew out like eagle's feathers. His fingernails and toenails grew out like claws. And he was like that until he finally acknowledged the sovereignty of God. My friend, God knows how to get sinners' attention. And if you keep praying for your lost loved ones, he will get a hold of them in a way they'll never forget that there is a God in heaven. And then in chapter 5, his son, King Belshazzar, did not learn from his father's mistake. He throws a great party and uses the sacred gold and silver vessels from God's temple to praise his false gods. And God's hand appears in the middle of that party and God's finger begins to write on the palace wall. And he writes these words, Mene, mene, tekel, you well, nobody in the kingdom knows what that means. And so they call Daniel up again. Daniel, can you interpret this? And Daniel says, I know exactly what that means. It means God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. You have been weighed in the balances and found lacking, and your kingdom will be divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. That's what it means. Well, Belshazzar, even though he didn't like the interpretation, he promised to, to promote Daniel, and he made him third ruler in the kingdom. And that night, Belshazzar was murdered, just as God said, and Darius becomes king. I promise you, you need to read the book of Daniel. It's amazing. So all of this happened up to our text today. And so now we see Daniel. Daniel is now the number one president in all of the land because he and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have stood for God and stood with convictions. He started off as a slave, and now he's president. Boy, that'd make a good movie, wouldn't it? that make a good rags-to-riches story. You know, I know somebody else who was like that. Joseph went into Egypt as a slave, and God put him second in command under Pharaoh. I also know about a little shepherd boy named David, that God made him king over Israel. That's why if God be for you, who can be against you? It don't matter who you are. God can raise you and promote you that no man can bring you down. You see, King Darius liked Daniel. He saw God's hand on Daniel and he wanted to put him in charge of the whole realm. Well, all the other presidents and princes didn't like that. They hated Daniel and they tried to find fault with him but verse 4 of chapter 6 says that Daniel was faithful neither was there any error or fault found in him. The only thing that they can find wrong with Daniel is he prayed too much. Lord, let that be our testimony. Wouldn't that be great that everything you do in life is faithful and true and you follow God and you go to work and show up on time every day. You give them eight full hours or ten hours or whatever you're working and you do your best. You go home and you do the best for your family and the only fault you have is you pray too much. Lord, let that be our testimony. That's what living with conviction means. You are so convinced that living for God is the right thing that you let it involve every area of your life. And so the rulers, they come to King Darius and they lie to him. That's what we read about. Look again at verse 7. In verse 7, they tell the king, all the presidents of the kingdom have consulted together. Well, they didn't consult one. They didn't consult Daniel And so what they're telling King Darius, they say we've all come in agreement and we think that nobody should pray to any God or anybody else except you, king, for 30 days. So King Darius thinks that Daniel is okay with the idea because they tell him in verse 7 all the presidents and everybody have come together. And so, of course, King Darius also was going on an ego trip. He was an egomaniac, and so he liked the idea. And so he signs this decree that no one can pray to anyone except the king for 30 days. And if they do, they'll be thrown into a den of hungry lions and eaten alive. Let me ask you something. What would you do if prayer became illegal and they threatened to kill you over it? How would you handle that? You might think, well, I'll just go in my prayer closet and pray. They'll never see me there. Well, let's see how Daniel, a man of conviction, handles a situation. Look at verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done before. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. As soon as Daniel heard about the new law, he went right back to praying just like he always did. He didn't change a thing. He went back in front of the window and prayed toward Jerusalem, which is the city of God, just like he always had. My friend, if they ever make prayer illegal, don't you change a thing. Don't you be embarrassed or ashamed. You keep doing what you're doing. You keep following God no matter who likes it and who don't. Because there is power in prayer. How many believe that today? When Moses prayed, the Red Sea became a superhighway. When Abraham prayed, God gave him a son when he was 100 years old. When Joshua prayed, the walls of Jericho fell down flat. When David prayed, he killed the giant Goliath. When Elijah prayed, fire came down from heaven. When Paul and Silas prayed, God made the jailhouse rock and set everybody free. I'm telling you, prayer don't need more proof. It needs more practice. And God's looking for people who will live with conviction and be convinced that God is right and prayer is right no matter what anybody says. Daniel didn't hide in a prayer closet somewhere. He prayed in front of his window just like he always had. Again, he didn't, he wasn't calling a press conference. He didn't call up CNN and say, listen, I got a statement to make. No, no, no. He just went back and kept on praying. Because he knew my relationship with God is more important than what anybody else says. He is the king of kings. I, I, I like King Darius, but I serve the king of kings. Let me tell you something. Regardless of what the president or the house or the Senate or congress does, we serve Jesus Christ, the king of kings and lord of lords. We need to pray for our leaders, yes, but no matter what they decide, it's been decided for us by the word of God. And we need to make up our mind with conviction, which side of the Bible are we going stand on. He was was a president who did not care about what the people thought about him, only what God thought. Lord, give us leaders like that today. Somebody who won't care what the latest poll says about him. Somebody who won't care about their approval rating. Somebody who cares more about what the God of the universe thinks about them. Lord, give us leaders like that. Not just in the White House and the Congress and the Senate, but Lord, give us leaders in our churches across this land who are willing to follow God with everything in them. Give us church members who are willing, who are convinced to say, I'm following God till the day I die. Look at verse 12. Then they came near and spoke before the king concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any God or man within 30 days "'Except of you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions?' "'The king answered and said, "'The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, "'which alters not.' "'Then they answered and said to the king, "'That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, "'does not regard you, O king, nor the decree that you've signed, "'but he makes his petition three times a day.' "'Then the king, when he heard these words, "'was sore, displeased with himself.' And set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. The king's pride had put Daniel in a life or death situation. No wonder the Bible tells us in Proverbs 16:18, pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit goes before a fall. You know, there are some people who only feel they have worth when they are exalted. When, there's someone, uh, when they hold a position, I want to tell you, pride will destroy you. And the king's pride had now put Daniel in a life and death situation. What do you do when someone else's decision has put you in a bad position? How do you handle that? Well, the king, again, he loved Daniel. He's the one who made him the top president of his land. If he didn't trust Daniel, he wouldn't have done that. So the king tries to find a way to save Daniel, but there's no way out because there's no way to change that law. Look at verse 15. Then these men assembled to the the king and said to the king, No, O king, the law of the Medes and Persians is, that no decree nor statute which a king establishes may be changed. Then the king commanded and they brought Daniel and cast him in the den of lions. Now the king spoke and said to Daniel, Your God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver you. Now the king had no choice but to throw Daniel in the den of lions. But I want you to notice something. Notice what the king said to Daniel. The king knew Daniel's God would deliver him because of Daniel's faithfulness to his God. In other words, the king began to trust in God because he trusted Daniel. I want to ask you some this morning. Are you faithful and trustworthy? Are you, are you a faithful and true, trustworthy witness of Jesus? Because people will believe in your God when they believe in you. When they will trust your God when they know they can trust you. You see, if you don't show up to work on time and if you don't do your job, who's going to go to church with you? The king who was a he that he was so atheistic he thought people should be praying to him he thought he was a god but now he says Daniel Daniel the god that you serve will deliver you because of your faithfulness the king was saying Daniel I find no fault with you you've been faithful to me and I know your god will find no fault with you my friend this is why we need to live with conviction because our lost loved ones are watching our life the world is watching our life it may be they're waiting for us to start living with conviction and then they'll come to our God look at verse 18 then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting neither were instruments of music brought before him and his sleep went from him then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste under the den of lions and when he came to the den he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel and the king spoke and said to Daniel, O oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, is your God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver you from the lions. Now, notice this this is a heathen king, but now he's fasting and praying. Uh, he fasted all night long and he goes back to the lion's den. That's faith. Uh, This atheist, 24 hours earlier, who was condemning anybody, wanting everybody to pray for him and condemn him all the den of lions, is now fasting and praying and now by faith going back to the den of lions to see if Daniel's God had delivered him. My friend, God was changing the king's heart. I want to tell you something. It don't matter how hard-hearted somebody is. You turn them over to God, God will get through to them. And sometimes you may have to go through some trials just so others can be saved. You may be the one that, you're, that you have to go through a terrible trial before your loved ones who actually are lost will actually realize that your God is the true one. So I want to ask you, how far are you willing to go to see your loved ones saved? Because you and I are living testimonies. And so he says, Daniel... Who He who served your God faithfully has your God delivered you from the lions. And he waits and he listens in verse 21. Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, and they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before you, O king, have I done no hurt Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. My friend, if you have to face the lions, God will be with you and he'll shut their mouths. Hallelujah. May I remind you what Jesus said in Matthew 10, 28. Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. My friends, there's only one person we need to fear and respect, and that is God Almighty. It is his opinion and his only that matters. And so as the story goes on, I'm going to summarize it for you. The king gets all those evil rulers... All of those who came against Daniel, he got them and their whole family and threw them in the den of lions. And the Bible says the lions broke all their bones before they ever hit the ground of the den. My friend, they were hungry. And my friends, I want to tell you tonight, the Bible says in Second 2 Peter 2, nine, The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under the day of judgment to be punished. My friend, God knows how to get you out of the situation you're in. And he also knows who's coming against you, and he's going to handle them. Hallelujah. You see, persecution will come when you stand for God. But when you stand for God, God will stand by you. Look at verse 26. I'm closing. And The king said this, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble in fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God steadfast forever and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivers and rescues, and he works signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. Hallelujah. The whole kingdom, 120 provinces, the whole kingdom was turned to God because one person stood with conviction and did what was right in God's sight. My friend, you may feel like you can't make a difference, but I want to tell you, you and God are the majority. You may be the only Christian in your family, but you and God are the majority. You may be the only Christian in your workplace, but you and God are the majority. I want to remind you of something. One day, the prophet Elisha was surrounded by an enemy's army. They came to take him captive. Elisha's servant, he got scared and he said, Master, what are we going to do? Have you ever felt like that? You ever felt like you were outnumbered by the devil, that you felt like that everything was coming against you and you just didn't know what else to do? If you've ever felt like that, you're in good company. Let me tell you what Elisha did. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 16 and 17, Elisha answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young servant, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Hallelujah. My friend, I don't know what trouble you're facing. I don't know what devil's attacking you, but they that are with you are more than they who are coming against you. You're not fighting cancer alone. You're not fighting the devil alone. You're not fighting marriage problems alone. You're not fighting financial problems alone the spirit realm has got you surrounded and the spirit is greater than the natural i wish i had a witness in here somebody give god praise here's what i've been praying i've been praying lord open my eyes and give me 2020 spiritual visions To see clearly what you want me to do in 2020. Because I believe that God can give you clear 2020 vision for what He wants you to do in 2020. Do you believe that today? If you are willing to live with conviction and if you are convinced that serving God is the absolute right thing to do, no matter who likes it, who don't, my friend, be that at work. Be that at school, young people. Be that wherever you go. Be real, be a Daniel. Yeah. Live with conviction. because when you live with conviction and they could, people could trust you, they'll trust your God and they'll want to know who He is. This has been Strong Meat for Strong Believers. If this broadcast was a blessing to you, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at revivalfire29 at yahoo.com or call me at 964-5333 and visit Raven Assembly of God's website at ravenag.org and find out more information about our church. This is Pastor Doug Johnson reminding you to keep your head up. God is on your side. And join me next time for more Strong Meat for Strong Believers.